Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 10-Minute Product Podcast, where we serve you 10 minutes of brain juice with concise and to-the-point advice on how to resolve particular challenges faced by product leaders. My name is Christian Mitchell. I'm a longtime product leader. Uh, amongst other things, I've been at Google and Shazam. And my co-host is Jonas Vang, himself a former Googler and a leader of large product organizations over the years. And today's challenge that uh, we're going to talk about is AI ML in large organizations and why it often fails to deliver the expectations. That's right, uh, Christian. Uh, at, at where, as a large organization, uh, looking to introduce AI and ML in, into their, their way of uh, doing uh, product development, most often you see those projects fail initially. Generally, it's because large organizations want too much to achieve too much with too little. And generally, it's because we're overcomplicating the, the use of, of AI and ML. Through our conversations, uh, we've discussed what is it really. Uh, AI ML is another tool in your toolbox. Uh, it doesn't change your, rain or your initial range of use cases that you're looking into as a product leader but it gives you an extra means to, 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 to resolve those use cases. So looking to introduce AI and ML in large organizations, it makes sense to split your use cases into two segments. Uh, we coin them as, as working bees use cases and helpers use cases. So working bees use cases are use cases that are where AI can support by taking over on repetitive user actions, so automating workflows. This with an aim to reduce the time it takes for a user to complete a task, so automation. Helpers, AI solutions, where you, uh, AI is supporting you uh, by providing relevant guidance when you need to make a decision, so decision support. And looking across and, and splitting up your, your set of use cases like that, the working bee use cases, so automation, uh, taking over on repetitive tasks, are usually more straightforward to implement and are more clear-cut, uh, which will in turn will enable you to unlock uh, value faster uh, than helper use cases. So we do recommend, looking across your use cases, that you start with the B use cases, so repetitive tasks. Also start simple, don't overcomplicate things, Try to, 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 to start with a simple use case, try to define a simple solution and get going. Test uh, and ensure that it works, and then uh, you, you, you can work on scaling it uh, across uh, a, a user base or, or an application space. Try to de-scope uh, what you want to achieve with AI and ML initially. Learn how to use it, see it work, unlock value from it, and then move on from there. Awesome. Uh, I really like your your split into two different types of, uh, of activities. And I have to agree, it's better to start simple and it's better to start with the, the easier, easier tasks to be repeated. And so this brings me to another topic, which is in big organizations, one of the effects AI and ML has on people is that there's a certain amount of magic thinking because you read a lot of stuff in the, in the press you read about the, you know, you see amazing pictures being generated. And so there's a lot of magic thinking. So as a product lead, one of the most important things to do in a big organization is to set expectations or you set yourself up to fail. 
setting the expectations means you have to dispel some of the magic bullet thinking. You have to assess the risk of your activities. And by that, I mean, if you do blue sky model training, for example, on certain outcomes on this one. So can you do just blue model thinking, uh, blue model training, uh, blue skies, right? Model training. Um, probably not, because if you do just that, you can fail in every single one of them. You could, mathematically speaking. If you have advanced analytics, for example, as a avenue for some of the projects you're doing, it's much better because you can predict the results of some of these projects so you can have a balanced portfolio. And this is something I've done in the past to explain to the board and to the executive to say, look, I have 50% of projects that are very risky, 50% of projects that are more predictable, and that seemed to work very well for the executive and the board in terms of predicting the risk and knowing where they invest the, the where they invest their money. This brings me um, to the other aspect: is you need to, sp to think specifics for your audience. So you have your fellow executives, you have your team, you have your CEO, you have uh, the, the the board, you have advisors. Everybody is a different type of person with different goals and with a different angle on how they come to things. And you need to think about what is it that they want to know about AI projects. The board will think about ROI, for example, and risk levels. What are we investing? What are we getting back? Uh, your CEO is thinking about the trajectory of the company, et cetera, et cetera. So this is super important. I would say the um, other thing is, again, on this topic, translate your AI and ML aspects of the work into clear business messages. This is not only good for your goal setting as a, as a product lead, but it's also great for explaining to the company what you're doing and bringing back AI into a model that everybody understands. Um, and lastly, I would mention uh, use visual techniques. This is one of those things where AI and ML is very mathematic, uh, mathematical, and it's quite difficult for everybody to grasp uh, these, these concepts. If you use visual techniques to simplify all the complicated dimensions, it helps enormously to get people's buy-in uh, on, on meetings, on you know, projects, updates, milestones, everything else. So this is, uh, this is really, really interesting. And so um, to move on quickly to a, uh, another aspect of AI and ML, I think what, it's very important to look at the tactical development. Um, and this means that in everyday development, there are certain, certain rules that I've experienced that work really well plan short iterations and achievable results. It helps everyone. It will help you track progress, set milestones, but it will also help you to show the progress to the rest of organizations, to take corrective actions if things are, are delayed or don't work out the way you want. Uh, and even if you do fundamental work uh, for research, you know, set milestones, communicate with the organization, it's really helpful. And the, the second aspect would be to integrate the teams. So think dynamic collocation per project, bring people together, bring the data science, machine learning people, AI teams together with the back-end team and the front-end design team. They will produce much better results if they work together. Um, what's your experience on this? It's, the, it's very much along the lines that you're, you're describing there, Christian. The, the use of AI, it, the, the outcome is less clear. So your recommendation around breaking down the milestones, have a way of, of always looking up and see where you're at according to where you believe you should go and do corrective action if you have to. 
secondly, we bring on board your stakeholders and the team, uh, given it's a, it's a, it's a lesser, less clear outcome from AI projects. So it requires a bit more hands-on product leadership than you would otherwise do in, in, uh, in something that uh, both you, your team, and, and your stakeholders are more familiar with, more well-known uh, technologies and potential use cases. So you need to be more on top of it. Uh, generally as a product leader. To sum up, AI is exciting. It's got so much potential in terms of uh, for us as pro- software professionals to work with an exciting new technology that brings forward a completely new set of opportunities in terms of how we resolve uh, user problems. It's all exciting, but to get going, we need to bring down the excitement. First, make it simple. In particular, if you work in large, complex organizations, start with simple use cases with clear outcomes. Secondly, try to bring your stakeholder groups, your team on board on the journey. Make it in the way you communicate AI uh, and how potential that can bring forward uh, and unlock value for you as an organization. Bring them on board. Try to spell it out. Try to demystify it. It's not a magic wand. And then thirdly, as you say, Christian, outcomes are less clear uh, as you work with AI te- uh, technologies and, and, and use it in your product development. You need to very likely have more course uh, correction. Uh, you need to be more on top of it as product leader, support your team, uh, keep the, the stakeholders informed around any changes you make in that regard uh, because it's all a journey, right? We, it's, we're just at the start of the AI. Uh, evolution, I won't call it a revolution, and and as such, it it, it requires some handholding uh, here to start with. Cool. I would go as far as call it a revolution, but uh, the the jury's out. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you very much. And that, uh, keep keep the comments coming. Uh, I believe we we uh, we received some use, great user feedback. Follow our channel, like, give us a like, leave us a comment uh, and, and uh, tap that uh, subscribe button.